Welcome to Exhortations for Today, a podcast designed to exhort, uplift, and equip today's Christian woman. Are you looking to grow your faith? Or maybe you need a little inspiration. If so, settle in and join me on today's episode. Hello, I'm Dana Everett, and thanks for joining me today. We are now on our fourth and final episode of the Women Touched by Jesus series. On this final episode of that series, we'll discuss the women with the alabaster box. I can't wait to dive in because I find this account to be so beautiful, and I hope you do as well. The account of Jesus being anointed with oil has been told in all four books of the Gospels. And for so long, whenever I've heard of the account of this woman, I always assumed it was the same woman. Upon closer reading, Matthew, Mark, and John's accounts occurs before his betrayal. But Luke's account differs from all the rest, and it's on this that I would like to focus. But before we get into her account, Luke discusses what takes place prior to the woman's encounter with Jesus. He talks about the word of Jesus being spread all around Judea and the surrounding areas. It's no wonder that this woman, much like the Canaanite woman, knows where to find him. Jesus has been healing, raising the dead, and preaching the gospel all around. In the previous scriptures, we see Jesus discussing how the religious leaders viewed John the Baptist and himself. So the idea of a Pharisee inviting Jesus to dinner is most interesting to me. And I want to give you just a few known facts about the Pharisees. The Pharisees were religious leaders who were experts in the law of Moses. They also like to add a few of their own ritual laws. Unfortunately, most of them did not rightly interpret or even follow the law in the way it was intended. They also rejected Jesus as the Messiah. They were self-righteous, judgmental, and jealous of Jesus. So now we're going to get back into the account of Jesus being invited to dinner by Simon the Pharisee. So we have Jesus being invited to dinner by Simon the Pharisee and an unnamed woman who I guess, for all accounts, interrupts the meal. Now, this woman who was deemed a sinner came into the Pharisees' home knowing how they viewed her. Now, we don't know her particular sin, whether she was a prostitute, which has been speculated, um, but she was a great sinner. In other words, she was a woman with a bad reputation. Here she was, entering the home of someone who thought very little of her. I don't know if you have ever been around anyone who thought you were beneath them. Usually, your thought about others impacts the way you treat them. So she was brave, to say the least, to enter that home. There doesn't appear to be any dialogue as she enters the home. But the Bible account tells us she was very emotional 
because she was weeping. And with those tears, she began to wash Jesus' feet and wipe his feet with her hair. And she didn't stop there, but she's also kissing and anointing his feet with perfumed oil. So now we have the Pharisees thinking to himself, if Jesus were a prophet, then he wouldn't know that this woman was a sinner who was touching him. So in other words, it's amazing to me how Jesus answers his thoughts. Here we have a humble woman who is aware of how sinful she is and a Pharisee who does not. So Jesus begins to tell him a story and does a little comparison between the woman and Simon. And I'm going to read those scriptures. Luke 7 verses 44 through 46. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, See this woman? I entered into your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. You gave me no kiss. But this woman, since the time I've come in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil you did not anoint. But this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Amazing. Simon did not give him the common courtesy of the day by providing water for washing away the dust of the day's travels or oil for his head to refresh him. But she, being a great sinner, does even more. Providing the water through her tears and the oil from her special box. Not only does she give the hospitality that the host should have given, but goes even further by wiping the tears from his feet with her hair and then showing her affection by kissing his feet. Whoa, this kind of blew my mind. I have to be honest, I have an aversion to feet. <laughs> so when I read this scripture, I visualized dirty feet that had been in sandals along dusty roads. The image of her wiping her hair on dirty feet and kissing them sprang up in my head. But this is an example of great love. There are unexplained parts of this account. We don't know what happened before she came in the home. Did Jesus heal her? Or did she just simply hear about him spreading the gospel? Was it that she was told about him and his wonderful works? Either way, she recognized that she was a sinner and had faith in Jesus and poured out her love on him. While Simon was still trying to figure out who he was. This woman knew what they thought of her, yet without a word, she enters into the home of someone who thought lowly of her. Although she could not hear the insults, Jesus could and defended her. She now having more hospitality and love more than them all. So women, know that Jesus loves you and our defense is in him. Scripture says, this is in Psalms 5:11. 
But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. As I look back over the women highlighted in this series, I can see myself in each of those women. Like Martha, there are times when I'm so busy doing the work that it inhibits me from drawing closer to Jesus. I'm so thankful for his grace that gently corrects me and teaches me. Other times I can see a little of Mary Magdalene in myself yearning to follow Jesus and giving myself to the service of his kingdom. And I have, just like Mary, have been comforted by him, seeing his provisions and love for me daily. In the Canaanite woman, I definitely can find similarities. I'm sure I'm not alone in this. Because how many of us have had a need so desperate that no one else can solve? Maybe went to the doctor, he didn't have the cure. Or the therapist who couldn't comfort you. Let's not forget about our own self-reliance. The idea that I can take care of this matter all by myself. I hear a lot of amens out there. Well, isn't it wonderful that Jesus looks beyond who we are and draws us and takes care of us, meeting our needs just like the Canaanite woman? And of course, the woman with the alabaster box. How can I not see myself in her? Recognizing how great a savior we have in Jesus. Desiring to lay at his feet and love on him and worship him. His assurance of our salvation. And that I get to partake of his promises. In Galatians 3, 28 verses 29. I'm comforted to know There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is no male and female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to promise. I pray you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus loves you just like he loved them. And his desire for you is to draw closer to him, learn of him, and seek him. Hope to be with you again, where the topic of Has God Failed You? will be discussed on our next podcast. May God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Exhortations for Today. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing. And tell a friend so we can grow our community.